What is up, creators? Welcome back to the Video Simplified Podcast with your host, that's the most, that's Diana Glatt. And today is quite the interesting episode as we step away from our usual video tips and things like that to step a little bit more into the creator mindset and just some of the situations uh, that you may encounter as a creator and what that looks like for you, even if you're an entrepreneur or even if this is a hobby or whatever the case is and using and leveraging the whole scenario around what happened with uh, Will Smith, Chris Rock and quote unquote, the slap. Like it's serious business out here in these streets. And I've talked with some creative friends about this and have my own thoughts and things like that. And I definitely wanted to uh, be, be very mindful of this conversation because I think it's something that's important that needs to be talked and thought about, especially uh, being someone that is primarily a uh, black female in the tech space, which there's not a ton of us. And so you get put on not necessarily a pedestal to an extent, but you get elevated to a higher standing in certain environments and communities and things like that, because it's just not a lot of us. And so when that happens, we have to hold ourselves uh, accountable for certain things, be very mindful of how we behave. And then, of course, there's just the whole conversation about being uh, a black woman in in media or in tech or women in tech in general. But then again, you add that other cap on top of that lid that you have to break through those, those invisible ceilings. It's like in glass ceiling after glass ceiling of being uh, a woman that's black and you're a woman that's black and you're in the tech space, right? So there's that. And there's a lot to unpack here. So I have a couple things. I have some, a little post-it notes to keep me, try to try to keep me on cue for just different things I want to cover uh, across this conversation, because I think, it's something we need to be mindful of and thinking of whoever you are, wherever you are. And even for uh, whose steps are going to be following you when you're making strides and trying to do things in your niche, in your industry. And it, it sometimes it feels like because it's YouTube, quote unquote, YouTube, people don't think um, like it's that big of a deal. But you are building a brand, you're building a media empire. And because of that, people... Um, sometimes come into this thinking a little too lax in some scenarios. And then again, you just have somebody like myself and others of my of other peers of mine that we don't have that luxury to behave in a certain kind of way. So this whole issue with Will Smith and this uh, thing with Chris Rock. And I mean, if you've seen the clip, you've seen the clip. I'm not going to play it back here, but it's very it's a very powerful moment for a lot of different reasons and, and all the things that happen there afterwards. And I'm very, very interested and curious of your thoughts. I'm going to put a link in the description where you can leave a audio message. Maybe we'll, we'll touch back on those, play those on the next uh, episode um, if we continue this conversation. But I'm very, very curious to hear your thoughts. And I know some people are feeling one way or the other. So if to catch you up to speed, if you're like me, maybe was watching something completely different and don't care about these award ceremonies and things like that. Um, what happened is, so you have, everybody knows Will and Jada Smith. Everybody knows that they have a very public relationship in the sense of their marriage and the things that I think 
are private scenarios, private instances, or at least should be, or you would think would be between a husband and wife are very public. Okay, well, that being the case, on the top of them being celebrities, and I would say like super mega stars uh, in the sense of the celebrity scope, uh, they're always in the media. They're always getting talked about. They're always like up there, right? In the, in the top of mind conversations. Well, we all are aware that Jada had her entanglement situation where there's an open relationship that I think just got a little too open, but I don't think that that was probably out of the norm for maybe either one of them or maybe with Jada in different instances or whatever. That being the case, um, Jada Pinkett Smith talks a lot about her different thoughts. Uh, she brings a lot of tough conversations on her Red Table Talk show that she have that premieres on Facebook Watch. And because of this conversation, she's been able to open up and dialogue and have these really interesting conversations uh, with herself, her daughter, her mother, other people, her family, like friends, colleagues, whatever, you name it, it's happening uh, at that Red Table Talk in a very good way, I think. And one of those conversations is her battle with alopecia, which I would encourage you to look it up. And most people know somebody that's dealing with this and maybe you're aware and sometimes maybe you're not aware because people at first are very they're challenged with hiding it. They're challenged with figuring out how they want to deal with it. And so they don't, you know, think anything about it. They think, oh, the thin eyebrow comments, no big deal. Or are you losing your hair, hair thinning or whatever? Until it gets to the point, there's like, they got to make a decision. Uh, am I going to shave my hair off because it's pretty much gone or, or I'm balding or in certain areas I'm balding or I don't have eyebrows or I don't have sideburns and just, you know, the whole thing. Psychologically, for her and I know for a lot of other women and then friends that I have that uh, are challenged with this psychologically, it's a lot to deal with, even to the point of getting out of the house because it's like, how do I wanna look and present myself to show up and like just to get to the grocery store or you know what I'm saying, just to go out on an outing with your kids or you know, whatever, and then get to a point to where you're comfortable in your own skin and as somebody that deals with stage four endometriosis and the challenges that come with that and the thoughts of are you good enough are you a full and complete woman are you going to have these opportunities removed or taken away or how do you engage with certain things like it's a whole second layer of thinking that you have to think about that other people don't have to think about now you would imagine that a public figure like a jada pinkett smith or whatever is strong enough to deal with it or you make enough money, you can pay for a therapist kind of stuff or, or the kinds of things that people hear, but the average everyday Joe Schmo, right? Or Jane and Joe or whomever, it's like, it's a different conversation or people maybe at times are a little bit more empathetic sometimes. And so that brings me to like my first area of wanting to talk about this, which is black women and black hair in media as a, gen as a, a, a basis of the conversation, because for a very long time, how you had to show up and what was considered acceptable. And we're still having these conversations. These are not like super old from 40, 50 years ago. These are like right now conversations to the point to where even a hairstyle like mine being considered enough to not be quote unquote professional enough 
to get the job at a corporate office or to be considered or it's considered dirty or too ethnically wild or, you know, just like all of these different aversions to why you don't, why you're not qualified. It's just one other thing. Myself, other women, women, many, many, many other women that if you were not mixed, if you did not have some other kind of heritage that made your hair texture different and to a point that was more pleasing uh, and more of a fine like quality, it was not considered good hair. Because of this, how you show up matters. And like this is so present for me because as a person, not just of color, but like as a black woman, when I was first thinking to make a YouTube channel, my first questions was like, who do I have to be on the platform? How do I have to, to show up? And when I have these very intimate conversations on interviews and we bring, or not even we, when they ask me those things, like they'll ask even like before, are you okay? If I ask you this, is this going too far? And I'm like, I'm an open book uh, at this point because I've been through a lot. I've been through a lot and I think it's important to open the door for these conversations so people can know one, you're not by yourself and thinking about some of these things, but also like where I stand on certain issues because just somebody to say, like I'm not going through it by myself, having that community aspect in like your your weak and low moments and, and weak states of mind, I think is very important. So when I started this channel, not this one initially where this podcast is posting, but when I first started my main YouTube channel, that was my thing. Like, do I have to dress up in suits? Do I have to wear blouses all the time? Um, do I have to wait until my hair is relaxed? Uh, what about my acne and the hyperpigmentation uh, issues? And um, what about weight gain? What about uh, all of these things? What about when I just uh, am very challenged medically with the endometriosis stuff and I don't feel well? Like I had a, a myriad of thoughts and things that I had to find workarounds, situations and scenarios of how I deal with things personally that I like I still use to today. And it's just it was uh, it's just really in like the recent years of letting some of those things go of deciding and coming to a point of, you know what, I'm done playing the corporate game or I'm done playing the things that that are have always been socially acceptable to make others feel more comfortable and presenting yourself in an inauthentic way to yourself. And so that was when I got to a point of like, okay, I do want to play hip hop or trap or classical or rap or rock and roll or whatever kind of music that I prefer. So I'm very musically diverse, but if I want to play hip hop, like I thought about what kind of music can I play? Is it considered ghetto? Uh, if I play like trap or hip hop or something like that, is it going to be seen as not good enough? And there's still, that's why you even have like the hashtag YouTube black, where it's still conversations around why it takes some of us longer to hit certain levels whereas other counterparts not so much and it's not something to be said like just when because you are a certain skin color or not but it's like for a lot of people that's that it's something there it's been something there for a really long time so when you think about how do i need to show up to be acceptable like black women black hair has been a thing so like i said it's a lot underneath a simple snippet of a, a snippet of a snippet of an uh, award show 
that honestly like we get it you know what i'm saying the it's a lot it's so many things it was a podcast episode that i did and that episode i talked about like the whole thing with the george floyd or whatever and i w- i got to a point i was so volatile on the inside it felt like a volcano and i remember ex- not being able to fully express myself to my friend at that time because i literally would tell her i feel like there's a volcano on the inside of me and i don't want to say anything to you because if i do you're gonna get lava and it's not fair for you to catch that lava so just please let me <laughs> let me be until i can you know what i'm saying go through this and experience this and it got to a point and i'm like and i'm supposed to keep creating content it's supposed to be keep being cool in in a moment where it's like i cannot put on a front right now like i'm bothered in a way that it, at my core rocks me this kind of brings up a, a situation where it's another one of those things to a lot of people they just thinking like oh the slap no big deal or it's disrespectful it's assault blah 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 or he's standing up for his man or, or a woman and spouse and all of that that's a factor but for her for jada and i'm not condoning any things that she's done previously i'm just trying to stay at base level with where we at, at this point with the hair situation your hair means a lot to you and it, it does have some level of impacting your identity and i will say more so uh and i'll say not even more so but a lot for women i'll put it that way a lot for women so that being the case and her having and being seen as like a beauty figure for a long time even if you're not how you see yourself and how you accept yourself matters so to have somebody kind of attack at the jugular a little bit to something that's already a tender subject is a problem and then historically we know and i'm not saying from the history of time i'm saying within our lifetimes within my lifetime situations and stuff that's happened in corporate america at certain churches at certain events and stuff like that things that are said and you just like you just sit there and you just like and you gotta grin and bear it truly you know what i'm saying it's the hallmark of i feel like sometimes being a black woman and you get put into like a spotlight or something it's like mm. you know what i'm saying like you gotta you gotta find your face you gotta find that face of like i'm like on the inside there's a whole other conversation going on but on your face it's like and what's interesting is we saw that not that long ago with uh, a certain United States court situation. I'll put it that way. So there's that aspect of her dealing with the alopecia. I'm sure some of that kind of gut check being like a, not even a gut check, but just like a being a punch at the jugular. At, a, at a, You know what I'm saying? Like at something that's tender, how you see yourself, how you value yourself. The other thing is the whole thing around was Will Smith justified by slapping him being Chris Brown and and then afterward verbally yelling at him keep my wife's name out your mouth now this is where I think we level over into branding and yourself and your and your entity as a brand because we got but we got a lot of sides of and aspects of how you deal with this from Chris Rock's aspect which I think handled this the best in the sense of 
He already knows how he's seen in the black community. That is a whole other conversation. But you can probably research that or see that around TikTok is a good place to get a lot of uh, grumblings of what people's thoughts are or whatever. Or go look at YouTube even. And there's a lot like from a lot of demographical age group standpoint. Historically, though, there's always been grumblings in like a 60-40-50-50 split on how people feel, love them or hate them with Chris Rock, especially, especially in the black community. But when it comes to like a branding thing, it's like when you are attacked and something is said negatively to you, and this is specifically key when you are a creator just in general on YouTube and it comes to your brand, do you say something yes or no? How well do you say something back or how deep do you go down the rabbit hole? Some people are of the school of thought to say, uh, let it wash off, you know, like be like water off a duck's back. Don't let it impact you. But there are some things that just does. It just does. It bothers you. You hate it. It does hit you uh, at the juggler. It does feel some kind of way. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it does hurt. Uh, it did cut a little deep. So when you're looking at your brand, let's talk about Chris Rock. Cause he's probably the easiest to talk about to start with in some extent. Did he say something? And everybody goes to the thing like, well, he's a comedian. And like, you have to think like, I'm thinking about this as a creator, as an entrepreneur, you are working so gosh darn hard to build your brand. When do you let something take you out of your normal character of what people see on the outside and you're responding in a very human-like way to address it so we have these events we go to conferences you stuff like stuff vid summit um pod fest all this whatever it's always like panels and i think the 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 gap between what we see is like mainstream media and social media at some point is having like a convergence and you'll see personalities entities on both sides at either one or events and i think at some point it's gonna mesh so now you open yourself up to a different kind of a media it's just not your family friends and your tribe on social media it's like forbes and nbc and all this whatever because it's a big deal when you get hit and put into one of these publications. I know, <laughs> like it's a big deal when you start to get to the higher tiers of different things, right? That being the case. For Chris Rock's brand, I think one, it's like him as a comedian, you're gonna say stuff that's gonna offend people. And it'll be like, oh, have tough skin, blah, blah, blah. It's like, and it, you know what, growing up with Gen X, uh, and some millennial, maybe a couple, but like mostly like Gen X um, siblings and then having boomer parents and like all these cousins that's like Gen X and then like, you know, great aunties and stuff that's boomers and beyond, <laughs> you know, just like so much of that, like growing up was defend yourself, protect yourself, um, let nobody punk you kind of a stuff, you know what I'm saying? Like. It, all the, you know what I'm saying? Like that mentality of, again, protecting yourself, but also knowing how to carry yourself. Don't embarrass the family. Don't do certain things, blah, blah, blah. So Chris Rock as a comedian, somebody saying something like that to us growing up would be suck it up kind of a thing to an extent. 
and that's not saying anything about my family or whatever because i mean me being me is like one of those things it's like you you cracking jokes a lot you get you get used to even the things that cut a little too deep it's like you know what i'm saying you got to decide in that moment am i going to respond to this or am i am i not so chris rock saying what he said yes it's offensive yes i think it was a below the belt hit <clears throat> but you kind of learn to deal with it unfortunately now after he's been hit now it's like do you still keep the th same thing of it was just a joke no big deal i think he carried himself very well i think in the sliver of an opening that he saw and peeked through the door like oh i could just and like oh i could say something oh i could say something you know what I'm saying? I could go to town material for days that probably will come out eventually on radio shows and interviews because you know they're coming. It's just like, oh, I could say something, but it's like, you know what? I'm going to let it go and moved on. So respect and props to him because it's not always easy to contain yourself in a moment where you kind of put on the spot of, you know, figuring out how you want to respond. Jay to handle it expectedly how you would expect anybody to handle it in the sense of the 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 look of disapproval and annoyance um, and frustration. I think that is what most of everybody expected. Anybody else that didn't laugh, if you disagree, don't laugh or sit in silence in your disagreement. But when it moves to Will now, and he, yes, he initially laughed. I don't think it was like he thought it was funny and it would have been funny if Jada thought it was funny. I think it was one of those things like that conversation been happening at home for already for a while or like there's other things behind the door that's happening that he himself maybe could have laughed it off, but it's like, I really don't like it. Or, you know what I'm saying? Some people laugh even in anger, like, or they're smiling even though they're very angry and that's very dangerous for them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like, oh, for Will though, I think it was one of those things like you laugh at the joke, but then like it hits you kind of a thing and you look and you also see like, I'm registering this the right way that I heard it. And it's like, you know what? This ain't that guy's darn funny. Like, oh, you know, like, you know what? I need to handle this. And there is underlying conversations that are in his book. And again, all the things branding wise, you work for his book, bestseller goes out to Will, you know, Will Smith is a brand unto himself, let alone him and his wife is another layer of branding and such. So now it's like, you got, and then of course he, this is his night. This is his night years upon years upon years, working towards a thing to, you know, getting a certain level of status and achievement and all this now or whatever. So now it's like the spousal support mode comes in and again in talking with friends and creators do you as the male respond or not how well do you hold it together or what do you do my opinion was will felt like he needed to move get some furniture moving around but i disagree with him acting on how he actually felt in that moment in that way how and my thinking was after I thought about it was there's other ways to physically show your disapproval in that way that's put you in a power position instead of you know diminishing and tarnishing that in that specific instance with that specific grouping being that 
if he saw that that like I I want to show that I'm in disagreement to this is stand up, fix your suit, and look. You know what I'm saying with the look. Everybody grew up in most households. You just grew up in blacks. You grew up with the look, the mama look, the auntie look, the grandma look. You don't play. They cut your look in church. You know what that meant. No words have been spoken, <laughs> right? So everybody understands that look. So cut the look, adjust yourself and be like, or even the pointing would have been severe enough without saying anything and then sit back down. Cause everybody been like, Oh, you would have even hurt, hurt the crowd because you know what I'm saying? Emotionally, physically, physically doing something like that, I think would have done something. The other thing that I thought about was if he wanted to show his protection of her, if you want to stand, if you want to go for the cold at that point, stand in front of her with your hands folded in front. Take the protector pose. Like, don't say nothing about her. If you got something to say, say it to me and not utter a word. And then when the moment's over, you sit back down and maybe hold her hand or something or put her chair and put your chair in front of hers and then sit down. And then same pose, same pose. Say it to me. If you got something to say, say it to me. Anybody that's been in a situation where you had to make that position known without putting your hands on that person, and I can say I have done that, it's a very powerful position in that moment because I don't have to touch you to let you know that who's behind me I stand for in this moment, and you're going to have to come through me to get to that person. Good luck. So... It's like stuff like that, but you don't expect, and we put these celebrities on a pedestal and we shouldn't. And there's so many other things in the the black community of when you reach a certain level that you just can't go over that level that, you know what I'm saying? It, you know what I'm saying? Like you're supposed to hold it together. It reminds me of something. I remember it, even just once Aretha Franklin passed, how you go through this. I don't care if YouTube, <laughs> real estate, uh, modeling, acting, singing, directing, like it doesn't matter when you get to some level of success or statues, like when you're, and you're black, you have a responsibility or responsibility get put on your shoulders, like by default of who you are, how you supposed to be, how you supposed to respond and what you don't do to look bad for your family and what you do or do not do to look bad on your culture. And your people and Aretha Franklin talked about this a lot. Certain things that you just don't do. She had that mama look, that auntie look that was like, you better watch it. Like, okay, now anybody's ever heard that? All right, now you know what that meant. So as from a brand standpoint, it's like, it's like, it's like a half of a second of a thought that you have to think through these moments, like, and decide, am I going over that line or am I going to hold the line? You know what I'm saying? And I feel like Will got to a point. I felt, I don't feel like Chris Rock all on its own, that situation and that statement wasn't enough to warrant that. I think it was a culmination of a ton of other stuff that we can't see and things that we have seen with them, Will and Jada that now made Chris respond in a certain way. And at that point made him go over the line. 
So the other aspect of like, as a creator, what I, I think this exposes as entrepreneurs, creators and stuff like that, you're building and establishing a brand. It's not that cancel culture isn't real, but I love this, the statement that I first heard from uh, the pastor, Mike Todd, that trust is lost in buckets and earned back in drops. Trust is lost in buckets and earned back in drops. That statement is very important to, I think, even still, not just for you yourself or you with the spouse or you in certain situations or with brands or companies or whatever or with your, your customers, like establishing trust in that way. But who you are, your image and how you hold yourself together or how you are seen and not just how you are seen, but how you are. And for a lot of people, a lot of trust was lost when he made that action and the actions there afterward, the whole event lost in buckets. And for some people, they don't want the drops back. The drops are evaporating faster than they can accumulate. And for others, they don't, they don't, you know, it doesn't impact the way they feel about them. For me, I got my own personal feelings about, you know what I'm saying? Like that. And obviously I'm trying to express some of these here, but I think from a brand standpoint, I, it's like you put yourself in that moment, like, what would I do? And nobody really knows what they would do, but you know what you would hope that you would do. And there, I can definitely say in my personal life experience, there's been moments where ask me that question or ask me a scenario, a hypothetical scenario. And you say, what would you do? I now change that to, I would hope that in that moment, I hold the line that all of your years of restraint, all of his 50 years of brand building and all the things that he worked so hard for and will continue to work for, you know what I'm saying? Like, is it worth letting go or, you know what I'm saying? Like it just letting it fall in the trash. You know what I'm saying? And like the whole conversation is not what his success of last night makes possible, but this conversation and so many others like it, but I want to take it specifically like from a creator situation. And then like, again, like the whole weight of you yourself and your brand. And it's not that he won't ever work again. It's not that his money will, you know what I'm saying? diminish in a way that he'll go broke or something and who knows who can predict the future but i don't think it will you know obviously worse has happened with other people and such but i just think like for of all people this is not who we would have expected a situation to come from which again how long before you keep pushing that's that quiet kid in the classroom that eventually pops and roundhouse on somebody and you know it's just like and like, oh, dang, I know they, they could get that angry. Leave people alone. <laughs> you won't have to find out. And so it's all these cute sayings about like F around and find out. And then somebody do and he's like, oh, my gosh, I didn't know you meant it. So I, I think, though, from from a brand standpoint, though, and just like in how we build our own brands, these moments are coming. What happens today when you do get on a stage or you do? Um, like you do a live stream that I think that's one of the things that keeps a lot of people from doing live content 
especially like on YouTube. Cause, and I'll hear this, I'll see this in the DMS. People like, Oh man, I'm just scared of what people are going to say or whatever. These people aren't even in your face. It's somebody that I categorize as a keyboard coward, but what happens when they show up in person for those that's bad enough to do it. Now, I am a creator, an entrepreneur, and a human being that would would say if you're not physically being put in danger or in a situation, hold the line. My spirit man, however, is not as saved and sanctified. <laughs> is not my, you know what I'm saying? Like, in those, those have been those moments in corporate America. Oh my gosh. And like, for myself... You know, for other co-workers that, you know, I used to have it's very volatile moments and somebody grabs you in the heat of a thought and it's just like, come with me now. And you just, you follow them because you know, if you follow what you thinking, it's going to be a much bigger problem. I've done that for people. I've had it done for me. So, but in that moment where you are literally out in the sea of, of things by yourself, how are you going to handle that? And thankfully, I can say thus far, I've <laughs> been able to hold the line. But I got a question recently that I'm going to be making a video around um, in a different way. But it honestly is just like when you get these comments, people saying stuff and it does cut. It does go deeper. Now what? You know what I'm saying? Like, how do you deal with that? Because a lot of people just stop posting and they just stop showing up, but not just on YouTube, but in other ways, too. It's not only pricking people's conscience, but it's impacting their consciousness around who they are, what they can become or do and how they show up and just what they believe to be possible for themselves. So it's a lot of growing rhino skin, if you will. When you decide to go through the jungle, but at some point, rhinos bleed. They get wounded. And I feel like this whole situation with Will Smith is like, bro, bro, man got a lot of scars for a lot of years, for a lot of stuff. That was just the last one that just stung a little too much. And it's just like, so that I don't even think that was about Chris Rock. I think that was, which is other stuff that people say trying to find reasons, but like, well, it could have been this. That's still not enough still not enough i think it's a bunch of other things that may come out later that may never however i think when you are put in these situations like i was thinking about because i got sick right after uh coming home from social media marketing world it's a fantastic event um one of my big uh, life creator goals at this you know what i'm saying at this moment that was realized you know a real life dream and goal that's been realized to the point I've checked off so many things that I've wanted to do. You are forced to dream much bigger than you thought. Like, again, I'm expecting God to move in a way that I cannot imagine, but that I'm making room for, you know what I'm saying? So in one of those ways, and so I was talking about this uh, with Doc, cause Doc Rock was there. We've, we've been taught, we talked about this and it's like, what would you do if somebody say something and I am always just simply be, be based on the nature of 
how you got to handle stuff on your channel and like as a woman and being black and just all of these things and you're in a male dominated space, how you have to show up, how you have to be in the toughest moments that are just, (sighs) so if somebody says something or attacks you verbally or start, you know what I'm saying? And like, you got to hold the line. So every time I get on stage, every time I'm live, every time I'm posting content, I mentally like have that, what to do if, you know, SHTF manual of things as a creator and being a woman. And like, there's so many things from sexual assault to, uh, again, verbal assault, uh, somebody, what if, what if, you know, like what if on top of what ifs and what do you do when? And I think that's also why it's good to have good people around you and good mentors and coaches to guide you through the toughest and some of the best moments in your life. And I love what Denzel said because they're very close and I'm going to pull this up exactly um, cause I don't want to mess this up. So I didn't, didn't think about it. Uh, but, uh, I want to, I want to share what he said. When Will Smith had this whole thing and it was Will Smith, Denzel Washington and Tyler Perry for a moment. And to the effect of like, be careful. It said, this is what Denzel Washington said at your highest moment. Be careful. That's when the devil comes for you at your highest moment. Be careful. That's when the devil comes for you. And it's so profound because so much of like that is true for any and everybody. We'll work this butt off 50 something years of life and who know how many years of a career putting in work, at least a good 40 to have this one of his highest moments tarnished. And that's not to say to clarify that like Chris Rock was the devil or no stuff like that, but that situations and scenarios come at you when you least expect it. it, I've not had one of my best or greatest moments in life that was not at some point met with opposition or as uh, Leslie Odom Jr. who was in the, the play Hamilton that said, when you are making one of the biggest decisions of your life or you have these life changing decisions come up on you, that opposition and the universe will come to ask you, are you sure? Are you sure? It makes you question and think twice and think three times. Just so happens. Sometimes that decision ain't always good, like with Will, but I bring this up just to say, because you gonna get comments and it's fine. 
you razz somebody in the comment section or whatever or all things in good fun or whatever but i think we have to be very careful as creators as entrepreneurs as media entities and if you aren't seeing yourself as a media entity start thinking about yourself that way start thinking of your name as a brand and not just a name that your mom or grandma or auntie or cousin or somebody named you so think of yourself as a brand as a company as an entity and how that entity shows up how you show up i think is i think this conversation is not over not from like what happens next with will or whatever but we've seen this with the logan pauls of the world and how do you bounce back from decisions that you make that can tarnish your brand that will forever follow you and you have to rebuild back that trust in drops and sometimes those drops evaporate faster than they can accumulate for some people and some people you've lost for forever and to some extent you're, you become okay with that but it's just like being very very mindful of the situations that are honestly very tarnishing to the brand. I won't say dangerous, but very tarnishing to the brand and the work that you've done and the hours that you put in and the nights that you spend up racking your brain over the what to do and what to publish. And you know what I'm saying? Like all the things, um, who are you helping? Are you achieving your life's goals and mission? And for a lot of people like, and I'll speak for myself, what we do on our YouTube channels is not just about publishing a YouTube video, quote unquote. It's about a visual representation of your life's mission in action. Sit on that for a little while. That your YouTube channel is a visual representation of your life's mission and work in action. That's how I see my content. That's how I see what I'm doing, that helping people get visible using video so that they can amplify their brand, learning to become powerful communicators using their camera is a whole, is different than just one model camera brand, this, whatever, whatever. My thoughts on this situation anyway. I hope that you enjoyed this particular episode. I hope you got a lot of value out of it. We are publishing this one live to drive. And I hope that um, as we continue to get exposure to different situations and scenarios and the things uh, that honestly are very challenging, that you're very mindful and very careful that you are not thinking as what your individual self would do but what your brand would do that guys live with passion i'll see you on the next episode of the video simplified podcast if you're not already subscribed do so and i'll see you in the next one